This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Guys, do we do it? Do we? Are we going to introduce? Do we say guys and girls? What do we say? Because we guys just need to get. Right. I, I like it. Guys I don't know. I don't think do anyone offended by it. Do you know what? It is what it is. Um, we're here. We are here. Yeah. Episode two. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, anyone who hasn't listened to it before, this is the Real EFL podcast. This is, as I say, our second episode. We are beyond halfway of the playoffs now. We're just coming into the final of both playoffs for League One and Two, which is a uh, yeah, for one of us, a great thing. For another, not so much. Um, but we just want to start off, first of all, by saying thank you to everyone who tuned into the first episode. I think, if I'm right, 500 listeners, roughly, which is great. Um, Amazing. I'm joined by, as you just heard, uh, my co-host, <laughs> same as last week. This is Hannah. Hannah's a Stockport fan, as you may know, Where or you here? may not. Come on in, Hannah, and talk to us. Thank you. So, yeah, the... It went incredibly well the first week, uh, given that we only had, well, we had eight teams to talk about. So four, so we can promise Gary, uh, you'll meet producer Gary in a few minutes yeah. as well. Um, producer Gary set us a target, which we smashed, which was amazing. But we've only got four teams to talk about this week. So hopefully that'll go well. And it's been really lovely to hear from people and hear what they liked, which was predominantly a conversation about chips which was really reassuring that it was not our football expertise knowledge and witty repartee uh, but chips so but equally tell us what you like what you don't like because we're back for episode two which suggests that there might be an episode three and we'll be going for that uh, this time next week hopefully with depending on my mood might yeah. be less enthusiastic or more enthusiastic than I am but today. I hope that you're in the same boat as me next week. Right? Oh, I, because, no, do you know what? I just feel <laughs> like I'm, I just feel like I don't want to be the only one that's really down and depressed about what's what's happening. Um, there were times on uh, Saturday that I thought. So I do. I went out after the game um, and then went out again. Like went home and then went out again. And there were times that I was didn't oh, I hadn't see the score at all so I didn't I was expecting to have a 
Bradford v Stockport clash, we'd have to get producer Gary to intervene and uh, he'd be refereeing, not producing, but it wasn't to be. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. Well, look, should we should we bring him in? Should we introduce him? I mean, we, he was on last week, wasn't he? So he, was. he did yeah. some uh, cracking predictions last week, as we as did we all. Yeah, but we can sum Gary's predictions up with this. <laughs> he was here last week as our. I think you were you were kind of the middle of was it Bolton and Barnsley because we didn't have at the time a fan to come on, so you you kind of covered that one for us. But Gary, welcome and. Uh, yeah, we've got you. We've got another producer, which I believe is Tom. Um, I've, I've not actually met Tom yet, so I'm quite excited for that one. I've spoken to him on WhatsApp, but not met. So be interested to see how you guys work together and see if you do different things. We're going to have to please two sets of people. Oh, we ha- could have a good cop and a bad cop. We could. Like, oh, we're going to have fun this week. It's producer Tom. Like, yeah, oh, producer <laughs> we'll give, we'll give Tom a nice sound bite, <laughs> like sunshine. Um, but Gary, welcome. You did a little bit of an introduction about yourself last week. Um what, what did you think of last week's? Obviously, you got a lot of the feedback directly yourself because it went out on your accounts and things like that. We just, we kind of got it filtered through to us. What were your, your overall thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit. I thought it went well. Uh, let's face it, producer Tom only needs to get one result right, doesn't he, to be the uh, the good yeah. cop after some of my appalling takes, um, which have been clipped up and sent to me. Um, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday fans particularly loved it. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, no, it went really well. And uh, hopefully tonight we've got a great show planned. Then. We've got some uh, great guests, one already in the green room, two waiting to come in as well. So um, lots of great League One, League Two content coming up. And personally, I'm only here for the chips anyway. Yeah, I, I've still not had the good chips. Um, <laughs> I've still not had the sulfur good chips. And do you know what? Yeah, but here's the thing. They had brilliant scrum options. But here's Technically. why I'm quite happy. Like we we lost our playoff game. I'm happy that Salford lost theirs because now I get to try them again next season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I actually, emailed the the guys who I speak to at Salford this morning. I was like, can't wait for next season. We go again. Get me them chips, um, and yeah, I'm I'm delighted. Me from my side of things, it's just yeah, it is what it is. It's one of them seasons where I think you know I I didn't expect really to be going up. So you know we 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 pushed, we got as close as we could. Well, yeah. with it being a playoff special, I think I've kind of been brought in just to help ease your suffering a little bit, Liam, as well. <laughs> um, because as a Lincoln City fan, I think I've worked out we've had. 13 seasons in the Football League since 2003, seven playoffs, um, seven times we haven't been promoted, three times losing at national stadiums and four times in the semi-finals. So I feel your pain. And Hannah, if you do get beaten by uh, Carlisle United, uh, I'll feel your pain as well. And if you do win, then you'll be one up on me for all of the years that I've been supporting Lincoln City. But, But that's just depressing there because in 13 seasons in the EFL, you've had seven playoffs. I think yeah. this is my, that was my fifth in 34 years. Yeah, you did have the league like, cup uh, final, though, didn't you? Yeah, we can talk about that when the season starts and cup games come around. We can definitely, <laughs> definitely talk about that. I'll just do a special of just me telling you about that season. I can tell you what I had for breakfast. It's 10 years ago. I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you what I wore, the lots of newspaper headlines from the day. I've still got them. Um, can you name Swansea's goal scorers? Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I, I can. I can name. I don't know if I can name them all, but I can name quite a few. But we'll do it. We'll we'll, do we'll it. save it for the special. Yeah. For yeah. this. For the for the league yeah. when we win it next year. Yeah. Um. 
So Gary's going to be giving us some little instructions and barking at us in our little comments box, which you guys can't see, but we can see. Um, I've already been told off for notifications coming through, which I don't think were mine because I turned my notifications off. I think but... they might have been mine. Oh. <laughs> I've logged out, so... Yeah. So Gary, just a point. Who was it who said I can hear Liam's <laughs> before we started? Was that Hannah? It was Hannah before yeah. we started. It was yeah. Hannah. Yes. So um... I tell you what, shall I drop out now and, and let, let's get talking about playoffs? Because I am happy not to be talking about playoffs given our record. So I shall leave you be. <laughs> Enjoy the show, ladies, gentlemen, Cheers. boys, and girls. Thank you. Thank you. So shall we just go straight in? Shall we just I'm gonna rip the I don't want to say band-aid because that's American. I'm going to rip the American. plaster off. And... Plaster doesn't sound right, though, does it? I no, feel it doesn't. Like... Um, but we've got our first guest joining us. Um, yeah. So we're going to cover, first of all, Bradford Carlisle, and then we're going to talk about the final. So we've got joining us tonight. We've got Lee joining us from the Bu the Brunton Bugle. I nearly messed that up because that's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, Lee, thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Um, I'll try not to rub it in too much uh, while we're chatting. <laughs> no, no, no. But, it's um... funny if you do. No, so, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good right now, to be fair. I, I don't blame you. Um, I, I sort of had two sets of experiences with Saturday, so I'm I'm kind of breaking the game down into two, well, the, the whole day down into two separate things, and there was, there was the game, and then there was some off-the-field stuff, and I don't want, I didn't want to discuss the off-the-field stuff as part of the game, because I don't want it to come across as, like, sour, because it's really mm. not you guys, as far as I'm concerned, fully deserved win you were across the pitch you were incredible oh moxon should not be playing at this level oh, like it won't be for long <laughs> no I, that was going to be one of the things i was asking you actually yeah. like, in terms of whether you thought that he would be with you next season given the difference that he's made this season if we go up or we stay down he's not going to be here because he's I, that good he's I, and you know what none of us have got a problem with that because we've got a brilliant season out of him no one thought he'd hit the heights he did you know, in terms of forms. I mean, to go from playing part-time with an athletic, mm. driving a UPS van during the week, to go and then, you know, his first full season professional football and miss maybe two free games, I think, maximum. Yeah. Be the top assister in the division, you know, six goals as well. Basically our best player by, well, not by a country man, because actually a lot of our players have done well this season, but yeah, our best mm. player. He's, he's been amazing. And um yeah, I, I, there'll be big clubs after him this summer. The only hope is that maybe we can extend his contract and get a bit more money out of him than yeah. we'd hope. But um, I'd be surprised. I mean, there was big clubs sniffing around him when he was at Annan. To be honest, <laughs> there was championship like Sheffield United and, and a few of us were apparently watching him. So yeah. we got him because I think he knew he was going to get games week in, week out. Plus, it's his hometown club, obviously. So yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, after, I think most Carlton's have accepted there's a a decent chance that he won't be with us next season, even if we go up. So yeah. He's kind of he's kind of repaired. I mean, I know you guys took a chance on him by bringing him into the, mm. to the EFL for his first like full season, but he's kind of repaired that, hasn't he? By his by his performances this season, he's he, he's dragged you through some games. There's been games yeah. where it's just been all about him. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a he's a leader as well. But even though he's not captain, he he plays like a leader for someone who's with so little experience at this level. Yeah. It's incredible, and it, you know, got to give a little bit of credit to. Carl United legend Peter Murphy, who's obviously now the Anon Athletic manager. He got promoted with them last Friday. Um, he He's the one who tipped off Simo, basically. When Simo came back, he said to him, look, we've got this lad, Owen Moxon. He's out of contract at the end of the season. I know you guys were watching him before you came in. Come and watch him because you're going to want to sign him and there's bigger clubs watching him. And he'll come to you. If you if you show interest and you want to sign him, he will come to you, definitely. So 
he he deserves as much credit really for for Mox and arrive as well. So yeah, yeah, he's he, he was just you could see the difference. You could just yeah. you could see the difference in everything that he did. He was just his thoughts are levels above where he's playing. You know, he's yeah. he's a he's a at least a top end League One player as it stands right now, and he's only going to get better. Um, and like I've spoken to him myself, he's he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's just a nice guy. From from a game perspective, then we obviously went into that game one nil up. You guys mm-hmm. knew that you had to strike early. You did strike early. Yeah. The crowd, I thought this quite a few times. The crowd itself, it kind of reminded me of like, do you know when you see pictures of in the eighties where everyone's packed onto terraces and it's just quite <laughs> clearly overflowing. There's too, there's quite clearly too many people there, but no one cares because it's just so good. Like that's yeah. when mm-hmm. I was looking at your main stand. That's what it looked like. It just looked incredible. Where have these fans been for? Because it's like six thousand more than your average has been all season, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, it, it, it's a weird one. It, it, the fans haven't been happy with the owners for quite a few years now. They're not bad people. The owners, they're not like asset stripping the club or anything like that. They're just they're a bit grey and a bit old and a bit safe at times. And that mm-hmm. safeness is what causes issues. The one time they took their foot off, you know, that was let the handbrake off was when Keith Curl was in charge and mm. that got us into the mess that we ended up in for the next last few years in that we overspent to try and go up. You guys, in, funny enough, uh, took Charlie Wyke off us that season and um, we we replaced Charlie Wyke with Jamie Proctor on loan from Bolton, paying him four grand a week in wages for the rest of the season. He only played 16 times and scored four goals. He's a good player, don't doubt that, but he was he clearly wasn't fit. So we, we, we basically... For want of a better of a phrase, we, we spunked up the wall all the money from Wyke very quickly, and 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 basically as a result, we we, we didn't have the, we should have invested in another striker. I'm going off a bit of tangent here, but anyway, the owners the owners are particularly not well, like because they then ended up having to go to a company to get some debt, some money to pay off the debt, which was Edinburgh Woolamill because they're based near Carlisle. The guy Philip Day lives near Carlisle. He owned, owned it. He's gone out of business, and we've been stuck on that for ages. I'm loath to say his name because I never say his name on this po- on our podcast, but David Holsworth came in as director of football and he's mm-hmm. about as despised as it gets because he was just a sham- shambles. He was in there to keep an eye on the money, basically, for Edinburgh yeah. Mill. That was one of the conditions. And basically, fans just... The crowds just dropped because it wasn't an enjoyable place to go. It was quite toxic. It was... We'd have these seasons where we do okay. Like that season when you got white, we had a great first half season, dropped off, missed out. Next season was a struggle. Then the same thing would come in the season after. Great first half season, drop off. Next season, a struggle. Um, and this is the first one where we've broken the cycle, basically. And it is all down to Paul Simpson. He's the one who's made a difference. He's he's the, the talisman of the whole thing, really. He's the one... It sounds ridiculous to say him on his own because obviously his coaching staff have done a brilliant job as well. And the recruitment side, Greg Abbott has done a, a brilliant job as well. But yeah. Simo it inspires people because we know what he did before. So we know what he's like. We, we know him as a person. We know he, how much it means to him, you yeah. know, and especially what he's been through in terms of he got quite jaded with the idea of being a manager because of what happened at Stockport, funny enough, <laughs> uh, during his brief spell there. He always talks about that's the only spell of his career he really regrets because. Not particularly anything wrong with the club themselves, but the people who own the club at the time, by all accounts, lied to him about the way things were. So he went off the idea of being a manager for so long, and this obviously was his first time back as a manager, and he wouldn't have gone to any other club in that situation. So 
Where where have they been? Well, basically, they've just been, just been annoyed with the way things have been off the field, and it, it, it's felt like there's no real progress there. Mm. And Simmons just turned it around in one season. It, I, I still can't get my head around the fact that 15 months ago we were baying for blood and yeah, basically trying to trying to get Harry McCurdy because of the way he was acting against us, and he, <laughs> you know, we hate Harry McCurdy because you know, as great as he was as a player for us, he was just an, an idiot. But um, is any, anyone who spots a League Two club will know, having played against him. But he's now quite well liked by the Carla fans because he's the reason we got rid of Millen and Holsworth and Simmer came back. So it's amazing he, 15 months on where we are. He's an, he's an idiot that you want to play for your side. He's Oh, I he's don't want to play you... for my side ever again, no. I, no, but when he, do, when he does <laughs> and he's doing well, it. you want that, you, you love that. When he's doing it to other fans, it's great. But when he comes back to bite you, it's, that's, that's it's the, awful. That's the problem with him when he was with us. He wasn't doing it to other fans. He was playing well, but he was giving our fans a stick still. Yeah, and he just uh, there's something wrong with the lad's head. I don't know. Swindon seems to be the perfect setup for him, and he's and he's gone and left them for Hibs, where he, he seems to be about as well liked there as he was with us. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a been a strange one, been a strange <laughs> season for him. There, we're going to be yeah. we'll be covering some stuff about him over the summer. I'm guessing because mm. there's going to be transfer rumours. But oh, yeah. So uh, I'm obviously, as I say, result aside, I thought you guys were so mm. worth it. You were phenomenal off the pitch. I don't know if you've heard what happened in the. In the, the uh, stand, yeah, I've heard about there's basically a few people throwing empty vape canisters and things like yeah. that. Really, and this is the problem with the games like this. It brings out the idiot element. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll come down for once a season, probably never go to a game. Similar to that lad who ran the pitch with you guys, and when you yeah. scored at the Valley Fair, I'm like, what was he thinking? I'm thinking, if you get to Wembley, you're not going to get to go. No, it's stupid. I, but I, yeah, I, I know from, yeah, and I know from like. I've heard from a few people like what happened and yeah, it's silly. I, what I don't get with is why they didn't just accept straight away. Look, there's going to be a pitch invasion, but handle it better. You you cannot stop that number of people. That's that's the problem. I know yeah. you've got to try and look like they do, but you're never going to stop that number of people getting on the pitch. It's just, mm. but yeah, what happened in the way was, was a disgrace, but hopefully, because it, it's a fair, oh, I say fair new stand, it's quite well covered stand. Hopefully the CCTV and they can catch the idiots that did it, but we'll have well, to see. I was so there was that there was some people throwing empty yeah. vapes, coins, things like that. But I think one thing that I'm kind of alluding to is I don't know if you heard what happened in the concourse. So uh, I, I heard something fans. about yeah, I don't know if someone had managed to open one of the gates or something between the, them. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I've seen Carlisle fans saying that Bradford fans opened the gate. Now I was stood there, and the the door was locked on the Carlisle side with a with a padlock on the Carlisle side and the door opened inwards into the Bradford side and then on the 90th minute when the referee blew for the whistle and it was between that and extra time that door just burst open and Carlisle fans just charged there were kids being trampled there were things being thrown but then the police got involved and the police realized that it's going to be so much easier to turn on the Bradford fans and control them than it is to control you know 12,000 Carlisle fans if it kicks off yeah. And they were the police were just so over over aggressive. I, I mean, I was gripped by the throat and the shoulder. I've got bruising on my shoulder, and like I was standing there, like trying to pull children out. And it was just so. No one was on that gate. That gate was just left completely unmanned. There was so the second it opened, not mm. one steward was between the two fans, so, and it was just insane. Like, yeah, sounds like to me like someone's probably opened it up to go through there and just totally forgot to lock it again afterwards, which is just. Not no, they, they, they really, broke the padlock. They broke the padlock How off. Break the padlock off. It was only only a small one that yeah. was holding it. They've they've basically rammed the door and it snapped the padlock. The padlock's dropped to the mm. floor and they've just they've come through. And look, every club's got 
fans that, that do stupid stuff. Yeah. And like, say we had the guy who ran on the pitch, but it was, it's not really necessarily about the fans that my gripe is. It's the way the police handled it. Yeah. Like, well, it was so over, over the top. Based on our experience down at Barrow the other week, and obviously bear in mind that's Cumbria Police dealing with both sets of fans, obviously yeah. there. They they did not handle that very well. They marched us down past the, the Legion, which if, you, if you've ever been to Barrow, you walk down Hawke Street and there's the British Legion on the side. And they obviously moved us to the other side. And then next thing you know, we had pint glasses and bottles flying at us. Like narrowly missed, like a few feet in front of me, like one landed. And the police started on some of our fans telling them to get back. It's like, well, why don't you stop them throwing yeah. bottles first? Why don't yeah, you, yeah. why have you allowed that place? So the problem with Cumbria police is they don't tend to deal football games as much as the police down your way do. They've got us and, and Barrow and with Barrow, they don't do it as much. So yeah, they're not exactly popular. But they've, to be fair, they've been better and the way they handle stuff on social media is a bit better. But I think when the big games happen, yeah, yeah, they're not particularly good at handling it to say the least. No, I'm very sore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this on to what Hannah wants to talk about, um, yeah. which is Sunday. Sunday. Mm. Now I don't know how we how we approach this because I, I'm gonna talk to you first, and then once you've left, I'm gonna get Hannah's views because what we don't <laughs> what we don't want is at the minute a head to head. We just want unbiased view from you and then well no sorry a biased view from you let's yeah. be fair and then we want a biased view from hannah because it may yeah. it means that one of you next week's gonna look silly whereas if everyone's <laughs> all nicey nicey to each other and goes yeah do you know what i think you'll do okay no we don't want none of that so i want you to tell me now how many are you putting past stockport on sunday <laughs> i think it's gonna be a tight game i'm gonna be boring i'm sorry but i think it's gonna be a very tight game because you might remember Hannah, that game at brunton park back in a couple months ago. That was a brilliant yeah. game of football. Genuinely, second, first half, you guys were on top. Second half, we switched formation to 4-3-3 yeah. and suddenly we were right in your faces and, and, and creating chances. Yeah. And then we switched off from the, uh, funny if we switched off from a kickoff, which we did the mm. other day against Bradford, which, you know, we don't do that often. So it's, it's sort of maybe creeping in, but, but yeah, it was a 2-2 draw. Um, and the big positive for us, and this is it, is John Mellish's back. And I'm not having bet. That. And what about is JK Gordon back as well? Or was he JK back? Gordon only played against uh, Bradford? Uh, he, I think he scored the opening goal, it was given as an own goal, but I've seen a few angles now. I think he must have <laughs> got the last touch in it. But I was on the um, so you know, behind the goal, there's that little mm. ledge that goes into the offices. Yeah. I was standing there, it was an own goal, it 100% <laughs> come off of Brad say, Halliday. I, the, the thing is, the club have put their pitch side blues thing up, and it looks like he might have just got under his foot. It, it's hard, honestly. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, think, you don't I care either way, do you? Let's be honest. No, I think JK Gordon <laughs> does. Um, but no, he, he's he's available, he's back for that game. But for Melish, because obviously, the biggest blow for us is losing Ben Barkley because, like, that's just score the goal, and it. And, and if you've seen Simo's speech after the game in the dressing room, and I thought it was a really lovely moment mm. to actually pick him out and mention the fact, look, you can't play, but you've got us there. And you could see how mm. gutted he was. Yeah. Because he's, he's had a really tough season with injuries and stuff. But last couple of months, he's been brilliant when he's been in the team. So yeah. got it to lose him. But having Mellish back just changes the d- dynamic of the way we play. Because as, as Mike on our podcast always says, He's the world's first box-to-box defender. He just plays where the hell he wants. He gets up and down the pitch. He's got freedom to do it because Guy is capable of covering and slotting in. The two other centre-backs will just come across, shuffle across and make it into a four effectively. He just does what he wants. And that, on a big open pitch like Wembley, I think that could be a real bonus for us. And it looks like in JK and Joe Garner, we've got together a partnership that 
yeah, Garner's not going to score as many goals as he used to, but he, mm. as you'll say, he's a pain in the backside to defend against because he just constantly, you know, he throws himself down all the time and he frustrates us as much as he does opposition fans sometimes, isn't it? Mm. But yeah. the ball generally sticks with him and he does win a lot and he, and he just, he's horrible to play against. So those two seem to be the first choice now. That's good to see because we've sort of struggled a little bit in recent games to get a good strike partnership going, but they played really well against Thing. And yeah, I, I feel... I think it's going to be a tight game. I would not be totally amazed if it didn't go to penalties because I just feel like both teams are quite evenly matched. I think for you guys, having Kyle Wooten out as well is a, is a big blow because I know he was very good at down at Asian Park when we played yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and for us, our biggest issue is the fact that you know our right wing back position is cursed this season. We've had about, I think, eight or nine different players play that position, in, even in like, if it's only half a game, but that's how many we've had. And Joel Senior's done really well in the last two games, considering he, that was only his, I think, second appearance since March, basically. Mm. So he'd been out in the cold, even though he's actually actually the right wing back. We've been playing Barkley there to cover for him mm-hmm. instead. And yeah, he, he he looked really good. So that's probably where our biggest blow is the fact we haven't got our first two, two first choice right wing backs are both injured, so they're not going to feature. So yeah, I right. think it'll be tight. I um I, I'll be honest here. I knew exactly what I was doing when I was talking to some Carlisle fans um, in, in the first yeah. half on Saturday. And I just said to them, I said, hey, I tell you, that, that Gordon's good, isn't he? They were like, yeah, he's brilliant. I said, you should have played him in first game. <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh. the face has dropped. And I'm walking away thinking, if we lose this now, yeah, it's going to get so much <laughs> abuse. And, and I took, I saw the thing is, right before the goal went in the last goal, I saw it coming and I, I, I went inside to get changed i was like i'm not staying out here and i said to the police officer i was like this is a goal and then you scored and i heard it from inside i was like no i'm glad i stayed away um <laughs> so i know you said it'll go to penalties are you yeah. winning we've got six foot nine goalkeeper in that haven't we that's a quite an intimidating sight for for an attacker isn't it yeah, it's not it the is. he's not the most mobile but you know it's fair we i think we've only had one penalty against us this season so it's hard to tell whether he's a good penalty saver or not but i know he's I think when he was at Ipswich, he made a couple of really good penalty saves, so he, he may well be quite good at that. But yeah, from what I've seen, he, he does seem to struggle to get down low at times. And if it's if bit, it's yeah. fast and at point blank range, which a penalty is, he, that 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 could be the. I mean, if I'm Stockport, that's what I'm that's what I'm practicing for penalties. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm practicing hard and low and into a corner because. You know, but well, yeah. Look, I, I like the guy. I've seen he's taken quite yeah. a bit of stick from some Carlisle fans this season, but Un- unfair, I think. To be honest, I, yeah. I like. Well, we we interviewed him for our pod, and he's he's such a brilliant character. He's so really bubbly and yeah, excitable, yeah. and you know, even coming off the pitch, you could see how much it meant to him coming off. He was dancing with all the fans. <laughs> you, you couldn't miss him really because he, he stands towers over every single other person. But mm-hmm. he's yeah. um, yeah, I think he's got a little bit un- unfair stick because I think people think. Six foot nine, you should claim every single cross, but it doesn't work like that. You, know, you can whip a good cross in that keeper's never going to get to, but generally he claims 90, 95% of what comes into the box. And that that's made a big difference to these next year. I don't think our fans sometimes appreciate that. You don't appreciate it until it's gone as well. No. Like when you when you get when you get a goalkeeper that doesn't do that, you start to realize yeah. just how much you miss it, yeah. especially when you've set up defensively that way for your keeper to claim everything. Yeah. So you think you're going to win on penalties? You're going up to League One, and we are we going to stick with that? Yeah, I'm going to stick with that penalty. Yes. I think I love it. I love it. Well, I, I honestly aren't sure who I'm rooting for. Um, Come on, no, no like, <laughs> and I'll ex- I'll explain why later on in the show. But I I aren't 100 sure who I'm rooting for. I I was sure before today. 
and now I'm not. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but Lee, honestly, thank you very much for joining Nothing us. Um, good luck this week. Are you travel? I'm guessing you're traveling down. I mean, it's hundred quid a ticket on coach, isn't it? Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's caused a bit of a, a upset for my fans because that's not actually the official travel. I should say the official travel. It's seventy five, and they've explained why it's it's a it's been a challenge because there's a shortage of bus drivers. It's a you know bank holiday weekend, and because oh, you're going yeah. all the way from Carlisle, you need two drivers, and, and also it's an early kickoff. And it's one hundred twenty five pounds to park a coach at Wembley. So that instantly, oh, I had more than that. Yeah, everyone's things. So that's caused a bit of consternation for me. It's not too bad because I live in Liverpool, so I can actually get a train yeah, down. Train. I get, I'm getting a train eight ten past eight. It takes annoyingly, it takes nearly three hours, which is a bit of a pain. Yeah. But our plan is we're going to get off at Wembley, uh, sorry, Watford uh, Junction, and catch the London Overground to, Watford, yeah. to Wembley Central because that way you don't have to go all the way and go yeah, out again. That's so. a good idea. That's that's what I did. I did Watford. I did Watford yeah. and, and got the overground. So you're probably going to be yeah. on the train with quite a few Stockport fans if you're coming from Liverpool, yeah. where there's the, oh. probably an overlap. They'll some might get on a crew possibly because I think the ones that go in from yes. Manchester are full. By well, the, yeah, one busy of at least. the people that I know are changing at crew, so yeah. I'm sure they'll be really well behaved. It'll be fine. Right, I yeah, know yeah, a few yeah. Calafans who are driving down to crew the night before and catching the train from there because it's just easier uh, than going all the way. So. Well, good luck in the final. Thank we you. will. Uh, I will I will look out for the result and uh, hopefully we'll get you back at some stage to tell us if it went right or if you really, really messed it up. Um, well, whatever happens for us, we've had a great season. I know that's yeah. very, you know, sitting on the fence and being a bit boring, but for us, it's the, true. Though. The, the, turn, the turnaround in terms of the feel around the club is so good. And with any luck, uh, Man United will sell Dean Henderson for 30 million in the summer. We'll get that big sell on clause from it and we can clear our debts. And that that will be the probably the biggest positive of the summer. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe a promotion to go with it. Um, well, Lee, thank you very much. Um, honestly, really appreciate it. We'll speak to you soon. See you okay. on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound at all threatening. It doesn't. Do now, Hannah, we're going to have to mess up there. We're going to have to mess it. Yeah, we've got to mess up the whole run sheet. Because... No, I think it's a good thing. I think we can have a break from League Two, do League One, come back to League Two. Can be the yeah. Hannah part of the show because I went Take to Sheffield Wednesday as well. It's ace. Go for it. You uh, you just, you do what you need to do. Introduce a League One fan to us if you want. Well, we're going to meet Ian from Barnsley. How are you Ooh. doing, Ian? Very well, thank you. How are you? Look, not, smiling. Not it's like Keelan last week, the Peterborough fan. <laughs> Hopefully that's not an omen. Um, oh, God, yeah. Thanks no. for that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not great. So, Ian, you were, uh, I believe you're from Red Report, is that correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, so Reg Report, we, obviously we, we're both League Two fans and I'm predominantly like a League Two background and Hannah's obviously been non-league and National League North for a longer time. Um, I just had to sneak that in. So tell us a little bit about Reg Report. What is it you do and how long have you done it? Well, it's um, the longest running Barnsley podcast. Uh, it's been going about nine years now um, and I've been sort of joined um, Carlo and Steve have been running it for a number of years. I've kind of uh, joined in the last year or so. Um, and predominantly I've done, although I've helped out on the podcast, I've predominantly done a lot of written articles. I had my own site, which was Tyke's blog. And we just kind of come to a natural conclusion where we come together as a as a three under the uh, sort of headline of Red Report. So we have, the site has the blog and the podcast as well. So we do a, a weekly podcast and then i'll write two or three articles a week as well 
Oh. See, we don't do all that professional stuff. I know, you? gosh, that sounds an awful lot. <laughs> I know you it can had, sometimes. <laughs> your, your first and second legs were probably the least dramatic of <laughs> all of the games that we're yeah. looking at. Did it feel less dramatic as a fan or like you know, going into the second leg? How did you feel? I was quite relaxed, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a bit like I was just listening to Lee, the Carlisle fan, and it's, it's kind of a bit similar for us, really. This time last year, the place was toxic. It was horrendous. We'd had a, an awful season in the championship. We'd won six games, had two disastrous managerial appointments. The board had alienated themselves from the fan base. Um, and you fast forward 12, 12 months, and it's a completely different place. Uh, the boardroom has changed, the management has changed, the, the playing staff has changed, and people are coming back. So for me, I, I went in very, um, quite happy, really, that obviously you want to win, but mm-hmm. I felt that it, it's been a success already, and I go into the final now thinking, yeah, I know we'll give it a hell of a go. Mm-hmm. But we all, because of the changes and everything, we only really got going in late October, no, the feeling we did the same. <laughs> yeah, well, a new manager, new players, and a mm-hmm. bit of a rocky start and what have you. And I think all being well, we keep hold of Michael Duff, then um, if we are still in League One for next season, then I'm sure we'll hit the ground running in August and there's a lot to be uh, to look forward to. So I was quite chilled out, really. I knew they'd be close because there's been nothing between us and Bolton. We're playing five times now this season. Right. There's been nothing between us. If you look in the league table, we've always been about mm-hmm. one place, you mm-hmm. know, above each other or whatever. And I think it ended up being about six or seven points different, something like that in the end, the league table. Yeah. It was always going to be close. Um, but I think in the end, um, although the scoreline was close, I don't really remember a great deal that our keeper had to do over two games, certainly not in the second, not in the second leg. No, I went to the first leg and yeah, he didn't seem particularly busy. No, no. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he's been, a, a, he's come on loan from Luton in January. Yeah. Had a bit of luck because Brad Collins, our normal number one, got injured, but he's took his, his opportunity contracts in the summer. So we're all pleading mm-hmm. for the club to sign him up. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just unfortunate that the Bolton's goal came from him parrying out a cross and it fell straight to, Dion Charles yeah. and he scored, yeah. but so but in the second leg, for all the possession they had, it was never corner after corner or shots raining in. We managed it tactically very well, I thought, both legs. Mm-hmm. That's how we did the first game. And that, that's what I like. There were there were Carlisle fans after the first game, but we played saying, you know, we could have got something out of that game. And I, I don't think they could have because we managed it perfectly everything you know we let them have possession but they we just didn't let them get forward so they were they had all the ball in midfield they had it in defense but nothing came beyond those lines because we tactically managed it and you guys did the same i think the the goal at bolton scored it was a sucker punch one it It was an instant Mm. response i think when you go one nil up away from home in a playoff semi you're buzzing bit of a lapse Mm. of concentration um the final so I've, I've done a little bit of looking into it, the final. Um, and I, first of all, your, goal, your top goal scorer this season, Devante Cole. Mm-hmm. Where's he pulled 15 goals from in the league? Because he played for us, and I don't think he had 15 shots. 
Like, yeah. what what has changed? Has it has he always been this good for you guys, or has he kind of been managed and become better as he's yeah. gone on? It's the latter, I feel, because he's had a couple of spells, and and I've seen. I think his best return was eleven goals at Motherwell. Yeah. So he smashed that now. Um, and I often wondered whether um, is he really League One standard? Where, where you know, because you want goal return, don't you? But I think this season, certainly whatever the management team have done, not just with him, but he's a prime example of players who've suddenly, from from August to now, of of their careers, the standards have, have gone right up. And he, whether he needs an arm round him or what it is, I don't know, but it, it, he's got the goals. Yeah. Not being prolific. I mean, he's gone a few games now. He's, he's well overdue a goal, to be fair. But what he does do as well is he's got a really good partnership with James Norwood and he holds the ball up a lot better and turns and runs at defenders, which he wasn't doing. Um, he's added a lot more to his game as well. So I can only think that it's the management who've got a grip of him, put an arm around him mm. and worked on him. And he's, 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 he's clearly a confidence player and yeah. um, he's benefiting from that this season, definitely. Do you feel like the underdogs going into the final? Because you've beaten Wednesday twice, but you know, given their league position, and yeah. I mean, honestly, I, and it'd be the same for Carlisle. You, they both County and um, and Sheffield Wednesday have had marathon games. Granted, mm. there's a gap, but you've got to fancy yourselves going up against them, having endured. 120 minutes of football and penalties and then the whole emotional stuff around yeah. it. We, we was thinking, we were talking about this on, on our podcast and we were saying like it could do one or two things that it could rejuvenate them. I mean, they were dead and buried, weren't they, after the first mm -hmm. the first leg and I watched that yeah. second leg and they, they scored goals at the right time. So they scored early. They kept the momentum going throughout the time, the whole game. Now it either takes that much out of you that Wembley will soak you, you know, all the sap mm -hmm. all your energy out your legs, or it could reinvigorate them. Um, yeah. we will be, yes, we've beaten them twice. And and Michael Duff said this in his interviews on Sky we will be underdog twice, but we're not, we won't go in that arrogant because you know, you, you start thinking we're beating them twice. Yeah. Uh, Laura Average said they'll win and they'll win the biggest game, <laughs> but then you look and you look, you know, they, they got, um. 96 points. They went 23 mm. games unbeaten, although yeah. we were the first team to beat them. Um, get that I in. Just drop that in. And they, yeah. And they, they struggled to recover. After that, they really struggled to recover. They lost at Forest Green the week after. Mm -hmm. And they were nailed, I say nailed on. They were they were in a good position to go up automatically. Yeah. But I think we are underdogs. Um, but I think we've all, I want to say we've almost got nothing to lose. Michael Duff will have us well drilled mm -hmm. and he will. If, if we put in the performance, I think we can. I think we'll run them very close. And I think there's every chance we could win the game. But we're under no illusion that this is still going to be a very, very tough game. But I think all the pressure's on them. They've got the bigger budget. They, they missed out last year uh, in the semi-finals. You know, they could lose a lot of players if they don't go up. Yeah. Um, the pressure's on them. I think we're going there and giving it a right go. Let them worry about the the what ifs and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we will be, there's no doubt the bookies will have us as underdogs. And Barnsley have got that great start that in across 35 games, every time you've gone ahead, you've gone on to win. So that that, that seems like easy, an easy thing to do. You've just got to score first and then it's in the yeah. back. 
Yeah, because on the flip side, if we've gone behind, uh-huh. we very rarely get anything out of the game. That's I didn't the want to mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was discussed again. I'd seen back when I got um, the next day because we didn't get back till late on the Friday night. Uh, yeah. Duff was talking about they know all about that. The team, you know, if we score first, if we don't score first. But yeah, mm. it's a great stat scoring first, um, and we just seem to. Uh, I, th- I think he'll have us well set up. It's just how it how it falls on the day, isn't it? Who who plays gets the breaks and and stuff. Yeah. But I think we'll be. I think this next week he'll he'll have us well drilled, definitely. And I think for you mentioned at the beginning, obviously coming off the back of what we, we you know what uh, what what Lee just said about Carlisle, twelve months ago things were really in a bad way. I think if anyone have said would have said to you when you were obviously I think you finished rock bottom last season, was that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and even Derby finished above us who had had a massive penalty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. So that was quite embarrassing, the fact that they got deducted so many points and still come above us. <laughs> and that that shows, like, I think if anyone had have pulled you after that game where you were relegated last season and said, look, in 12 months' time, you'll be going to a playoff final against Chef Wednesday, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll have a chance to come back. You'd have probably laughed at them with things that were going on off the pitch and the way that the atmosphere was. So this, if anything, is kind of a free hit season. It's a transition mm-hmm. season. Yes. Um, it was. It's a project, isn't it? You're you're a project to turn around, and you're probably ahead of where even the most optimistic Barnsley fan thought yeah. that you would be. So come on, then, because Lee played it really, really calm <laughs> and safe. He was very gracious, wasn't he? He was. But I think if you weren't here, he wouldn't have been, Hannah. I think it's because you were here. Um, <laughs> give us a prediction. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a close game. I think there'll only be a goal in it. I, no, <laughs> seriously, I do. I do. I think we we won we won two 0 at Hillsborough early in the season, and we outthought them and we outfought them. We they just could not tactically. We got it spot on and we mm. were well up for it. And it was our first win at Hillsborough in however many years. And then the game at, at Oakwell was a bit more end to end, and it was a, you know six goals in it and and what have you. So I just think the two very. Two very informed teams. Yeah. Um, if we're going to win it, I'll go two-one. They said that you've said you're going to win that's in normal good. time. I'm happy with that. That's, yeah. that's fine. Um, We've got but, Terry on, so we can ask Terry as well. Terry's yeah. a Sheffield Wednesday fans. This will be interesting. <laughs> we'll get Terry on, but yeah, um, on form. Um, just before we let you go, so this is how it's how I've I've looked at. It. I've gone for your last ten games because it's usually a good way to do it. So yeah. you've won four, drawn three, and lost three in your last ten. Um, scored 16 and conceded 14. So you can see... I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that last 10 purely because I think the last three... So we lost to Ipswich, yeah. which meant we could only get in the playoffs. And and to be fair, they were the best team we've seen this season. They, they were really good. Uh, they they just was, was a class above. They really were. Yeah. And I think they'll do absolutely fine in the championship next season. Um then we'd kind of switched off and went to <laughs> went down to Milton Keynes and were four one down in the space of no time and drew four four. It was just one of the bonkers games where the, the players yeah. just switched off and you, and then mm. a bit disappointing that we lost to Peterborough on the last game. Um, but it was but we've switched back since we played Bolton. We've gone back into that team that in February and March was absolutely mm-hmm. flying. So I think they do, you know. The, the stats look don't look as great if you do because of those three games. So I'm not as concerned the fact that um like you say lost three, conceded fourteen. Yeah. I think we've gone back to where we were February and March. 
does their form concern you? Because their form is pretty impressive when you look at it. It's, you know, they are out of the four playoff teams that are in this, they are the informed. I mean, like you said, 96 points and to be not promoted automatic is ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, do do you worry about them at all? Producer Gary, by the way, has just wrote in the chat to us, Drew with the Mighty Imps, and I was going to bring that up, because uh, obviously he is a Lincoln fan, but whilst I was going to bring that up, I was also bringing up the, uh, the the Chef Wednesday results, because I'm pretty sure that there's a Chef Wednesday draw with the Imps as well, and I was going to bring yeah. them both up. Um, so yeah, I'm sure Gary, Gary already has that to hand to tell you. Yeah. I don't think you need to do any research. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to look good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because um, I know Gary's like said about um, we played Lincoln three times because we played him in the Papa John's or whatever, and um, they came to Walkwell early on the season. I think beat us three nil, and yeah. um, which yeah. was very early in the season. And we and then they came they came to Walkwell. Um, when it was <laughs> they came to Oldwell, um, probably was it autumn time when again we were a bit in and out and won one nil. And I thought tactically they got it spot on, they played a 5 3 2 and absolutely, um, just controlled the game. Um, but then not long after that is when we kicked in and we went on, we everything just clicked. We changed to a 3 5 2 and just suddenly everything has clicked since. So Wednesday's form. Yeah, they're a good side. Ninety, you know, ninety-six points, twenty-three games unbeaten. You can't, you can't knock that form, can you? Um, but it's all on the day. It's a cup final now. It's exactly. all on the day, and um, it's a great leveler. It really is. And we've beaten them twice, so it's not like they've spanked us both games, and we just don't know how to play against them. Yes, in some respects, it won't count for anything when the when the ref blows the whistle. But there's always that thing in the mind, isn't it? You know. We, we they've not lost many, but they've two of them they've been against us, and I think that's the uh, that's the thing to look at with this. No one's going to go safe. You can't go safe in the, in no. this game. It's it's going to be a completely different uh, set of tactics for mm. for both teams. So what we're going to do, um, we are going to segue straight into Chef Wednesday, and we're going to come back to Stockport at the very end because I feel like Hannah's going to cry, and we're bringing in Terry now because we think we weren't going to do this because we didn't want to <laughs> cause any. Any <laughs> aggravation, but Terry's joining us from Owls Online. We're going to segue in. We're going to let you two say hello, and then hello. Uh, <laughs> how are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. Who's the most yeah. nervous? Um, I'm not nervous. I'm. I, it's interesting listening to your um, previous conversation about people being quite level-headed. I'm. I'm certainly one of those people. I'd, I tend to not get too carried away. Although I must admit. Um, my voice is telling me I did get carried away last Thursday still. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm quite level-headed about things. I'm looking forward to it. You know, how, how can you not look forward to going to Wembley? Um, and and this one has a little bit of added spice in it for me because I grew up in Barnsley. I've, I've got family that still live there. So, it's yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one next week for a whole host of reasons. Oh, this is getting personal now, isn't it? I don't think, like, I, as soon as I saw the, I didn't click on about the potential of a Sheffield Barnsley game, like as in how much, how big that no, is. No, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until, so obviously we watched the, uh, the, 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 the Peter again, the second leg, we saw what happened there. And then I was looking at the, the Bolton and Barnsley game. I was like, if Barnsley win this, this is, massive for, for league one this is huge like 
Yeah, um, and I'm quite excited for it. I mean, I say I'm quite excited for it. Everyone's playing it really calm and saying it's going to be a low-scoring <laughs> game, not just for this, but for League Two as well. So as it stands right now, I'm not watching any of the playoff finals because they're going to be dull. <laughs> um, but look, um, Ian, honestly, thank you very much for coming on. We, uh, I don't welcome. want you to have to sit and listen to Terry talk about how good Chef Wednesday are for you for the next <laughs> 10 minutes or so. so Cheers for that. <laughs> we will let you drop off. Thank no you worry. very much, and Thank hopefully, cheers. Hopefully, one of you will be seeing Hannah next season if her team managed to get out of this league. I know that you guys won't see that as a positive, but she really does see that as positive. <laughs> but we'll we'll see. But yeah, honestly, Ian, thank you very much for coming, and no we'll, problem uh, anytime. We'll speak to you another time. Cheers. Bye. Oh well, now he's gone. Let's talk proper. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Terry, tell us about your season here because we just—he's he's touched on it there. Ninety-six points, and you're still not up. That's got to be yeah. frustrating. It's—it's it's crazy. I mean, but to be honest with you, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Certainly, up, going up to December when we lost it at uh, December, yeah, end of November, beginning of December, when the run started. We just before the run started. Sorry, we lost at Plymouth in the last minute after being in front there were a couple of substitutions that were made there were screw there was scrutiny of the manager because we seemed to have a soft underbelly and that proved it we weren't doing badly you know in and around the top 6 which you know it it's nice for anybody to be in and around it at such an early stage but there is this weight of expectation i do think there is a lot of unrealistic expectation um, it's legacy expectation as well. I mean, when you look yeah. at things in reality, we've had a couple of promotions in 20 years. So besides that, well, if you think about it, we're a real big club because of the fan base and the size of the ground. If you look mm -hmm. at it in terms of success on the field, we're not, you know, comparably with, with other teams. So, But then, as I said, we lost against Plymouth and it was late and obviously they were, you know, in and around it and we're all season and obviously went on to be champions but um there were people questioning the manager there were a lot around then wanted him out mm. um, a hell of a lot wanted him out um you know the noise on social media you see it, it, it puts puts its front and center to all of us every day mm. i mean you could argue they're the noisy minority but regardless we all have one of these mobile phones in his pocket and you've got access to it straight away so you see it straight away um yeah and people wanted him out but then you know, as things go on, you win the odd game here and there and, and then momentum. And momentum was huge because there were some of the games where you could argue we probably didn't deserve to win. But what flipped it for me uh, were two games in particular. We played away at Wickham um, and, and scrapped out to a win. And we did the same at Portsmouth. In games where last season we would have fell away. Definitely. 100%. And the one at Plymouth, uh, sorry, Portsmouth, was the one where I, it was the first time I allowed myself to little bit, be a little bit indulgent and go, do you know what? We might actually do this. Mm. Um, and and it is a very Wednesday thing to do for for me to sort of say, well, we knew mm -hmm. it would fall away. There's a lot that are like that. As I said, we've not had that, we've not had any modicum of success really in the last 20 years. We've seen mm. quite a lot of things you know, quite a few times things have been in his hands and then we've let it slip. Championship playoffs in 15, 16, you know, losing the final to Hull and then throwing it away against Huddersfield in probably what 
was probably the two worst playoff games I think I've ever seen. Um, you know, Huddersfield went up that year to the Premier League without scoring a goal for themselves. Um, yes, oh, so they did. Yeah, they, we yeah it went to we drew nil nil and then you know it went to penalties at our place and they won on penalties and then they won mm-hmm. by a was it an own goal in the final or something like yeah. that it, against Reading. Yeah, um, it was absolute yeah, nonsense. So, and as a Bradford fan, yeah. that hurts me so much um, <laughs> that I had to I had to watch that happen. Um, speaking of the run, so twenty three games unbeaten it was. Twenty mm. one loss in twenty six, if you count that that Plymouth game. Producer Gary wrote in chat, and I don't know if you can see it because you're on. I think you're on your phone, but yeah, he's obviously a Lincoln fan. And the first thing he wrote was, "We beat Plymouth and drew with them." Just saying, um, <laughs> he's, he's trying to rub it in. But here's the thing, and yeah. I don't think Gary's realised this. He's done that to you. He did that to Barnsley. Gary, they made the playoffs. <laughs> um, so well, I think Gary... they'd rather you know be in their position. Gary knows I've got a soft spot for Lincoln, so that's fine. I've no problem with that. That's not an issue whatsoever. Um, but I think yeah, everyone yeah, has I mean, a soft they, spot for Lincoln. Well, it's 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 hard not to. Have, you know, I mean, I, it's harping on about things that you know anybody who's got a love of football knows from what six years ago that that famous FA Cup run. Um, and yeah. I, I, you know, I felt a lot of that living not too far away. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. I love the FA Cup, so yeah, it's uh, they're, they're one of those teams. I just I find them so inoffensive, you know, when you get you just get one of those teams that just <laughs> you can't be mad at. And the, Gary's gonna be like, Oh, no, come on, we can get it. like they're like a Yeovil, like I can't, <laughs> oh, I can't get oh, angry no. with Yeovil. Oh, I'm not a fan That's of you. Comparison. Why are That's you a fan a of you? I loved you. I went to Yeovil away, and I I swear their ground is in the middle of like an old people's estate. There's a pub at the bottom, and when we walked in, it was full of Yeovil fans, and they went, "Oh, we'll clear your room," and they cleared his room out, and we sat and had dinner. I was like, "This is incredible." We were all dressed as Santa. <laughs> um, it was fancy dress around Christmas, so Yeovil's always my benchmark <laughs> for a really lovely club. Um, Lincoln kind of for me are like I've never heard a bad word said about Lincoln. That's kind of what I'm Fair getting. And again, I haven't really had a bad word said about the Oval. I just they're just certain clubs that you look at and go, Oh, I like them. Gary's gonna be fuming that Lincoln have just been compared to to Yeovil. Um I can imagine. I can imagine. He's gonna kick me out. <laughs> so can we can we talk about that first leg? Uh yeah, we we've got to. You can't not. I mean I the, I was more frustrated at that. I didn't think it was a four-goal game for a start. I mm-hmm. mean, there were chances that that we missed. Um, you know, the, there was the one and seven minutes. Michael Smith's clean through, and the keeper makes a good save. I, you know, there were people saying it's a bad miss. I, I, I'm of the opinion it's a good save. He's got it on target. The keeper's got to do his job, and he's done it well. Um, you know, I, I'm more of a glass half full than a glass half empty person. So, you know, fair play. Um, but then, just the defensive lack of effort at times and the disorganisation was shocking really because even yeah. since that the aforementioned defeat to Barnsley the 4-2 even since then as much as you know we went six seven games without winning after that we were we didn't look like we were just going to roll over and throw you know throw everything away mm. it was yeah it it was more functional um it was, I think we dug in a little bit more but it didn't look like we never looked like we were going to concede four goals. But that night we did. It was almost like 
Peterborough are good on the break. They've got some really fast players, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they showed it that night. And obviously, everybody knows about Johnson Clark Harris, who, who scored for fun regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, although mm-hmm. I did think we were going to keep him quiet until he scored from a yard. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, they were just such a, like, I can't, it's hard to describe the feeling after. Like, it, it went from anger. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, I'm, I try not to get, it's an old football cliche, you know, not get too high and not get too low. Uh, I try not to let it get to me. And it did. Yeah. And I, and I must admit, for a short while, I even said to my son, um, like, I might not go next week, you know. And I've never done that before. Never. Yeah. And, I, yeah, you know, things settle down and 10 minutes later, I'm like, no, no, I'm being silly. I'm being silly. Yeah. You go through thick and thin, and 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 you know it was very thin on on that Friday night. That's without a mm. doubt. Um, and I just I didn't see where it had come from. I, I just like I said, I just didn't see it coming. It was such a surprise. Not the fact that we lost. I'm not saying you know there's no divine right to win, mm-hmm. not whatsoever. But I just didn't see it being a four goal game at all. It was the manner of it, wasn't it? It was. Mm. It was the the first two goals were quite lucky. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Like th- there wasn't anything particularly well worked about those first two goals, but it was once that second goal went in, you kind of just shrunk into yourselves. Um, yeah. But watching the second leg, you just, when that first goal went in, I think everybody who was watching from a neutral, look, here's the thing everybody apart who was watching as a true neutral. So obviously, Chef United fans, they're not going to watch it as a true neutral, but <laughs> I'm watching it as a neutral. And I'm hoping and praying that you guys turn it around because for me, I'm thinking, what a game this will be if they do. When you got it back and it was like, boom, extra time, here we go. You dominated. The game was all you. And then Peter went and scored. <laughs> what did you think when that went in? Because I know what well, I thought. Do you know what? <laughs> well, do you know what? It was weird. It was a, a proper contrast of emotions because before we went, you know, I, on the way there, I was saying, well, if we can get to, to, to get two back at half time and they don't score, because I were concerned that they'd score one, because we've obviously yeah. got to go for it. So, they, as I said earlier, they've got quick players um, and they'll probably hit us on the break. It's what they do pretty well. Um, and so when it got to 2 0, I still wasn't thinking that we'd do it, if I'm honest. Um, I was hopeful. I mean, one of my friends I saw at half time and cheekily as he walked away, he said, I'll see you on Wembley way. And I, and I just laughed. At him. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then, it, you know, it got to an hour and we'd not scored the third. And, and I'd sort of resigned myself to it not happening at that mm-hmm. point. But what I did think is, do you know what? They've proper had a go for this hour. They've proper had a go. Yeah. You could see there were players that were dead on the feet after an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to my friend who was sit with, I just said, if we score now, everything will lift again. It will be like every player's had the biggest energy drink you've ever had because, you know, it, it will lift them, it'll lift the crowd, it'll lift everything. And people will just believe again, even though they are dead on their feet. Mm-hmm. And 10 minutes later, lo and behold, it happens. And yeah. I, I genuinely have never felt like that. Like the third goal went in and just everything around the place, as much as the atmosphere was unbelievable all night. Um, again, you know, the players did a lot. I have to comment on the fans because we are very fickle. And I know Gary um, went to Hillsborough 
and I know, you know, a few other Lincoln fans who I know went that day and I travelled with actually, said, I can't believe how quickly the crowd turned. Because against Lincoln, we started really quickly, went 1-0 up. And then there's a couple of chances go begging that you could argue that we should have scored. And we didn't. And then Lincoln got, got back into it and played well and, 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 and you know, rightfully equalised. They deserved it. But like the comments were, oh, the fans turn. But on, on Thursday night, mm-hmm. that negativity disappeared and it just showed what the fans could do and how much, you know, again, cliches, the 12th man thing. It was so true. And the third one went in and I sat there just literally saying, oh, my God we might do this. And I couldn't breathe, think, speak, anything. Because at that point, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. And of course, you know, you get to the 98th minute and then that goes in and, yeah, we'll fast forward a little bit, get to extra time. And when they scored, I I wasn't deflated. I wasn't. It might sound strange. But again, I was like, do you know what? We did what people said we couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And losing it in extra time or losing it on penalties, we'd we'd have just gone, well, that's Wednesday. That's just Wednesday. So I um I was sat in the south stand and people had said to me about oh it'll, if if they lose it'll be re- a really toxic atmosphere again kind of alluding to how the mm. the fans were reacting to the first leg and everyone was really lovely but they kept talking about this Wednesday way like it's never gonna yeah. we don't make it easy for ourselves uh, oh you know we we couldn't have scored five or we couldn't have you know won in extra time because that's the Wednesday way. And it, yeah, it, it wasn't an, an easy game, but they came out like the time wasting, the kind of um, like a very kind of aggressive physical approach. And I think it was interesting mm-hmm. to see, you know, when they did get space, uh, because obviously Wednesday were pushing forward so much, you know, defensively, they were just batting it back. And, and when again, it was that kind of tenacity and grit that was really impressive from, from the team. And I know that, I'd like, the you know, there's a footage in the changing room afterwards and the Darren Mording's little speech, but talking about how much they focused on mindset and, you know, the, the kind of the mental change that they needed to make and that comeback and and then Bannon saying, yeah, but it, it was you, you you know, you did this. And it was mm. just, it was just really kind of heartwarming. And I know that he's coming from st- some stick uh, this year. Now has that, has, you know, has that all been forgiven or, you know, is there still a, a kind of reservation about him and his managerial skills? I think for a lot of people, it certainly may cast doubt. There was, you know, as soon as the automatic promotion went, the the, the noisy naysayers, shall we say, appeared again. Yeah, um, obviously, Thursday's just you know reinvigorated everyone. Mm-hmm. But get to get to the player final and not do it. I, I suspect there'll be quite a lot of the noisy naysayers there again yeah. because you know it's just the way it is. And as I said earlier, the, we've we've got a a noisy fickle element amongst mm-hmm. us, um, yeah. which which. Uh, it can it can get you mentioned the word toxic and you entirely right i think it would have been on thursday if we'd have not scored early and it didn't really i didn't really notice at the time but when the game kicked off we always look to kick to the cop the second half always mm-hmm. and it was us that turned the teams around and it was us that chose to kick towards the cop to get that early goal and I, it wasn't it wasn't until maybe like half an hour into the game that i, know, I sort of went oh yeah it's not Peterborough turning us round. We did that. And you just think about all those little things. You mentioned mindset and the, the comments that come out after. 
and they're the small details that were thrown in that I think people just forget sometimes, you know. Well, I have a, I have a couple of points. Um, there's one thing that's actually, it made me laugh. Now, obviously, Hannah went to both games and there was a pitch invasion at the end of the second leg. I was going to mention <laughs> it. Well, I think, I think I know where you're going with this. Well, mine was more funny because oh. we have a we have a league two what well, say a league two it's an EFL WhatsApp group and the pitch invasion happened and someone puts in the group going I'm sure I've just seen Hannah oh, I'm no. going I'm going no there's no and then I get a selfie from Hannah on the pitch I'm like you're a Stockport <laughs> fan get up like, <laughs> Hannah's just there for the ride at that stage but I just got caught up in it yeah but it's. <laughs> It's, it's one of them things. What I will say about like the penalty shootout, you knew exactly who was going to miss for Peterborough because you, when he missed in the walk-up, I remember writing it in the chat, I was like, his head's gone, his head is down, he doesn't know where to look, he's not doing this, and he didn't. Your penalties yeah. were perfect. I mean, Windass, that, that penalty was, um, and it wasn't even the best of the bunch, but for someone his age, and I've known that guy, I've known him since he was a, you know, tiny tiny kid because obviously his dad played for mm. us and I've known him mm. since he was I think six seven years old for someone to be that confident to be able to just smash in in a game that big when you've gone 4-0 down away from home and his penalty could have really brought them back into it unbelievable mm. um so I suppose what was your point Hannah about the pitch invasion because you are oh, no, my concern and you know it's the same for county and Carlisle to be honest like is there an element of kind of over celebration like over celebrating a semi-final how do you get back up you know for Sunday or Monday mm. to you know it almost feels like everyone's had a massive night out celebrating and then you have to go yeah. job. I mean, I'm, well, I, I'm not normally one for running on the pitch, but I will say that I went on for the first time ever. Um, I, I, would, well, I mean, I've got my boys with me, and um, for one of them, it was the first time he'd experienced anything like it. Yeah. You know, the penalty went in, and um, I just sort of went, and we sit on the front row on the cop as well, so it was just okay. sort of, do you, do you want? Do you, come on, do you want? Do you want to go on it? And of course, yeah, we, we went, we went on, and he was knee sliding, and I ended up in a selfie <laughs> with Liam Palmer, and I'm like. This is this is not what happens to me, and I'm mean, looking back. It's a little bit embarrassing now. I'm on a few social media videos of them screaming at him and stuff, and I know Liam a little bit, and it's just, oh god, I I, I feel like a fool now. Um, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> was it you oh, that stole Lee, Lee Gregory's mask, though? No, no, no that's it. Uh, yeah, I noticed that yesterday. Yeah, he's got, got it back. Got it back. Yeah, yeah, he's got it back, and the person that that had it has got a signed shirt as well. So yeah. all well, all's well that ends well. Um, so, but no, I know that... what you mean about the, the celebrating on the pitch, and and yeah, it's a little bit, you know, after after it's all happened, you sort of think, yeah, you're jumping up and down and making a big thing of it. But even that moment on its own. As it's already been said in this chat and and on numerous news channels and across social media, it's the biggest playoff comeback ever. So yeah. whether whether Monday goes our way or not, which I hope obviously it does, we'll never forget that for yeah. for a whole host of reasons. As I said, I've got, I've got personal reasons for it because the boy, you know, my boy's first time are experiencing anything like that. Uh, the youngest, anyway, um, and just the enormity of it when we expected nothing went into it expecting nothing and came out with everything 
So I think it was a bit of everything that came out. There would have still been people going on. Who's not going to be happy about going to Wembley? But I, you, exactly. yeah, your point is valid entirely. I think that that out of all the playoffs, that's the one that is probably justified for the pitching bit. That is the one, mm-hmm. you know, because you turned it around. So I have two questions, and that's to get me to get me to segue into Stockport, where Hannah's going to come in here. So, first of all, give us your your prediction for the game. Um, as I said earlier, I don't get too carried away. I'd like to think we owe them one. Mm-hmm. Um, the the but the Barnsley game earlier this season, they are the team that out of the games that we've lost. I mean, we've not lost. They're the only ones that bet us at home in the league. Um, they they deserve to win. Uh, you know, yeah. there's no doubt they deserve to win. The away game, well, it looked like they were going to deserve to win, and we we had you know we capitulated a goalkeeper error for the first one, a bit like the first in the playoff the first playoff game. Um, but then when we got back to two, two all, I had a text from a Barnsley friend of mine and he said, you're going to win this. And I genuinely thought there was only one winner, but then sucker punch and the fourth, I, I, I can, so the fourth, I don't worry about too much because it's just, well, you know, we're chasing the game and it goes up the other end and it is what it is. But they played very well that night as well. Um, they are a good team. I think Michael Duff's got them playing some good football. Although I do think the second leg of the playoffs was, wasn't a good game at all, but, you know, they did what they needed to get through, which good good teams do. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll win. I think we'll win. Um, Four or five. The, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my, someone's got to do it. My, my, my worry, my genuine worry is, I mean, I'm not worried if they score first. Obviously, as last week proves, we can come back from being behind. Although I, I don't want it to be four before we decide to start playing, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'll win. and But, I just worry if they score first. I can't go more than through. I'm going. I'm going to say two, two nil probably. I think. <laughs> this because, is what like I was I said, like. That's it. Oh, can't go three. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think. It, I, I don't. I don't want to get carried away. I can't. I'm. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. But as I said earlier, there's other things in it for me, and I don't want to get too carried away. And I'm already getting hammer from friends and family from back in Barnsley. Anyway, as it is, um, you know, because there's. Debates about how many tickets one team's got than the other because apparently <laughs> they've got seven hundred more than us and yeah. all this and it's, yeah. I mean, have I don't know. I know it's, it's at Barnsley that were rumoured to have sold theirs out earlier. Yeah, Chef Wednesday are selling sold... theirs in blocks. Yes. Yeah, I know Barnsley were as well, but as I said, I know their season ticket holders can buy six each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we, it's one per ticket oh, ID wow. for us. Um, yeah. And they're selling them in priority order as well. I've got to wait while tomorrow morning to get mine. Mm. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'll, you know. But I, th- I know I saw something that Barnsley had sold like ten thousand earlier on today. But again, if you think about it, you know, it doesn't take much to sell out thirty six thousand no. if every season ticket holder can have six. And that's yeah. not me playing it down. I'm not. You know, good luck to them. It's the way it is, though, isn't it? It's like, like, you, you expect your club to sell out Wembley or get as close to as possible when you, you've got a. With the you know they don't get poor crowds really at home on the no. grand scale of things when you look at other teams in the league so you, you expect no. them to sell that. Um, so my last question for you and it is a tongue in cheek question because I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm not going to lie. Um, are you going on Lisa's coach? Oh yeah, we need to. Oh. <laughs> no, because she's I'm changed the number. Coach. However, I have got a Lisa's coach T-shirt. She's changed the number. Gen- no way. <laughs> I have, yeah. The um, the the uh, I think it was Art of Football 
you know made some lisa's coach t-shirts oh. and uh, so yeah so i've got i've got one of them you know i do like a bit of fun um you know but yeah i did, I did notice she changed the number i'd seen that earlier i've not tried to ring her mind i'm driving i have <laughs> i tried to ring her i wanted her, i wanted her to come on tonight and just give us a little give us a little thing but you just pushed your horn I am, yeah, yeah. You have. He's excited. Um, <laughs> well, Terry, thank you very much for coming on. Good luck this weekend. Um, Cheers. I might watch it now. You predicted 2 0 because it looks like at least one team's going to try. Um, but yeah, good luck. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll see you maybe not next season because I think we're covering majority league one and two. So maybe we won't see you next season. But if you stay down, we'll see you again very soon. Well, I don't mean to be rude. I hope we're not speaking again then. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Never, ever. Um, yeah. Cheers, Terry. Oh, Thank you very much. Terry. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Hannah, let's do this. Let's get this uh, done. Well, I mean, we can do. We need to talk really quickly because producer Gary's cross. Because we've gone over. Because we've gone over. I like how producer Gary's crossed that we've gone over on something that has no times and we're not restricted to adverts or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just, we just wing it. Attention um, span there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so let's talk about Stockport. So go on, tell us, tell us. At what point in that game on Saturday oh did you feel that you were going to do it? Um. So I. I was fine going into it. I wasn't stressed. I thought that, you know, I'd said last weekend that it was going to be one all. I was fine, fine, fine. Uh, but I think when we scored, that changed. So uh, obviously kind of went into, then went into extra time. Their first goal, after it went in, I said to my lovely football wife, Claire, that I'd rather I'd rather lose now than lose in penalties. I didn't think that we would do well on penalties at all. I don't like penalties anyway, and so there wasn't really a point until I. No, I'll tell you what the point was when they when they their second penalty when they uh, when it was saved. That's when I thought that actually maybe we could do it. Not until any earlier than then. Uh, but we don't know penalties. We'd not practice. Oh, I mean, obviously we practiced. We didn't do a Salford. Salford had a, a kind of FA penalty expert come in. I don't know whether they do a, min a money back guarantee or it was just uh, you know the the skills. But they didn't. Uh, yeah, I think Matty Lund's shot might not quite have come down to earth yet and I think it rattled them and it wasn't a great start so yeah not until their 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 second penalty that they failed to convert it did I think that actually we might be okay but I didn't watch them I, t I faced the back of the cheetah end and just waited for the, the crowd reaction can we just acknowledge what actually just happened there? A really big round of applause here. So I don't know how because I have two screens, but the screen that this was on just closed everything. So I disconnected, and I've come back in, and Hannah's still talking. <laughs> and that's why, if anyone like listens back and thinks there's some odd pauses, that was because at one point producer Gary popped up, and I was like, "I'm just gonna keep talking," and you've like you've ruined it and ruined the. No, I haven't. Because I feel like that's I feel like that's a <laughs> that's a major round of applause for you for keeping that going because 
yeah, that's that's great. The thing is, I panicked because then I didn't know how to get back. Uh, so I'm going to pretend I heard everything that you said, yeah. uh, so which no, is that was, Stockport uh, dominated. Yeah, Salford I thought we were, were terrible. All along. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Salford were good. We were a different team. I, like, I knew when I looked at the team sheet before the game started that we had a really strong bench. And if they were actually fit to play, yeah. then we were in good shape. And they, those subs, when they came on, did make a massive difference. So that was like Sauce, Collar, uh, Crowsdale, Hippo. They did make a massive difference. And it was a very different team uh, than we had against Salford the week before. Yeah. Uh, we start, Paddy started, uh, Ryan Rydell started, he got man the match. In the first half, he was phenomenal. Uh, Kyle Noyle was brilliant. They, they all really showed up, and I just hope that they're not ruined. They've got a week mm. to recover, but, you know, the, those those ones that weren't fully fit and maybe pushed on a little bit, I just worry yeah. that it's not set them back. Yeah. Well, look, obviously we haven't got a lot of time because Gary's pacing around his room right now. <laughs> I can't even see him, but I know that he is. So um, I have one point that I noticed from it, and it's a bit, it's embarrassing. I felt a bit embarrassed for some Stockport fans oh, no. because they obviously invaded the pitch at full time. Yeah. And they ran at the, I saw these lads sprinting I from the Cheedland to the yeah. Salford fans. I and know. I was like, this is going to be interesting. This is yeah. going to be, and they've got their arms out and they're doing the whole thing. Not one steward or police officer stepped between them. And when they got to the Salford fans, they realised no one's going to stop me. So they just had to pretend they were being held back by an invisible <laughs> barrier. So if anyone goes and have a look on Twitter, it's hilarious because you see these fans kind of, they're kind of stepping forward and bouncing off an invisible force field that's stopping them <laughs> getting at the Salford fans. And the stewards just aren't in. Stewards didn't even no. turn and face them. Um, it was bizarre. But that was my view from it because obviously I I didn't pay any attention to your game on Saturday until no, likewise until I was on. out I was out yeah. out like properly out. I was but, I was in bits. It's a long drive home from yeah. Carlisle when you lose. Yeah, I can imagine. Give us your prediction. I want, oh, no. you I want a proper prediction from you. Do you look? Listen, I'm not having on this playing it safe thing. You of all people are allowed. I want. I want. We're going to smash them four nil. Um, I do think, like, I am much more confident about Carlisle than Salford. I think, you know, we had that two-all uh, draw a few weeks ago, but I think that that was, a lot of that was down to our mistakes and some, some complacency. So I am more confident, but it's not in my nature to, like, because, yeah. Three two nil. We're going to win 2-0, Liam. You're going to win 2-0? Right. Yeah, that's good because, like Gary says, it'd be good to have one of us in League One. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's tickets gone sale tomorrow, so that'll be fun. We're not using our ticketing platform because it's a disaster. Yeah, so see tickets, we're like proper high end tomorrow. Um, that'll be oh. fine. I'm going to Wealdstone FC for a barbecue. Ah, Wealdstone. I bet you missed those days. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, we've we've reached the end, and like we say, we've gone over massively. But let, let's bring in producer Gary. He's here. I know he's here. There he is. Look, he's okay. Gary. How, how professional was she, by the way? It was. Uh, you disappeared from the screen, and I saw. I, I wasn't looking. I was looking at something else. I'm looking at old <laughs> newspaper reports on from 1987 on this other screen. Apparently, I looked down, and she's on her own. And I'm like, 
balls. I'm going to have to come in. And I pressed, <laughs> I came in, and I just saw her look across at me in horror. And I'm just sat there thinking, what the hell am I going to do if she stops talking here? I haven't been listening <laughs> since the Barnsley guy left. <laughs> and all I could think of was, I wonder how good uh, Gary's editing skills actually are, because yeah. <laughs> this is going to require some work. Well, look, we started the show with it. So, and it was for Gary, but we're going to have to end the show with it for me, for my little dropout. <laughs> I think actually you can have that for comparing Lincoln to Yeovil. Yeah, I, 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 I knew that would get you. But, all right, give us a. I want, look, you're rubbish at them, and I think this is what's funny about it. I want more games predicted. All right. Shepherd Wednesday will lose 2 1 to Barnsley in normal time. And uh, Stockport will beat Carlisle United by three goals to nil. See, I'd rather watch Gary's finals than yours. Because yeah, but I I've got I've had a good run recently. Sheffield Wednesday, us. I got two hundred and forty minutes of football and two lots of penalties, two pitch invasions in three days. That's pretty good going. It's not a bad run, to be fair, is it? Well, <laughs> look, we'll see what happens. Let's talk about... No, let's not. Let's talk about next week um, when we come back and we have to talk about exactly what's gone on. Either Hannah's, even me and Hannah are going to be really, really depressed and it's going to be the most boring show you've ever done or Hannah's going to be delighted and I'm still going to be really depressed. Um, I'll be all right. Fine. I, I'm going to let you say goodbyes today, to Hannah, because, look, as this time next week, you could be a League One side. We could. And then I'll properly be cheers, thank you ing all cheers, over the shop. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> See you later, guys. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mate's already got booked for double dipping. But then, late on, you steal in, grab the last nugget, and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.